0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Emboddy. Appreciate you guys listening this week. SMU fall camp is just about a week old, and I'm back from vacation and wanted to go ahead and get you guys uh, caught up, up to date on what's been going on with SMU in fall camp so far. We're going to do that on this edition of the pod. And I want to lead off with my initial impressions, just overall, of the team getting to see them for the first time live after uh, they got into pads and and have a couple uh, padded practices under their belt and got a chance to watch them a couple times. So, look, I want to start with this, and I mentioned this in our VIP notes on on the team and where, where the team stands and uh, just overall kind of how I feel like they look. And the thing that stood out most to me was physically. You could tell Kaz Gazzotti got that Full off season, the the spring, the extra time in the spring, going into uh, spring practices, and then they built off of that going into the summer with a full uh, round of workouts and and being able to manage them in person and 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 work with their nutrition and w- work with them in the weight room and do all the things that they missed out on last year due to COVID. So I think that stood out. You know, I, I look at guys like Danny Gray in particular who. One, if you, if you recall, Danny Gray last summer didn't get in at the start of June, came later in the summer. You can tell he's been in the weight program now for an entire year. Uh, he looks physically just jacked, quite frankly, I mean, for a wideout. Um, Rasheed Rice has kind of been the bigger wideout out of that group, and it's apparent that Danny Gray is really taken uh, to the weight room. He's not going to be as big as Rasheed, um, I, I think, uh, but uh, he is really just put together his body in such a way that I I feel like it's really going to help him. I think Ulysses Bentley looks thicker, more explosive, Um, just in person. You know, I confirmed that with Rashad Samples when we chatted for a bit. Uh, That VIP story is up on Pony Stampede as well for subscribers. I singled out a a, a few linemen. Devere Levelston really has caught my eye. He's up 30-ish pounds from what he told me in our chat um, this week. And so he really bought into the weight program. Marcus Bryant, Dalton Perdue, and I think a lot of the offensive linemen just in general, those guys carry a lot of weight more so than the defensive linemen, and they, they don't look like it. Like Dalton Perdue, I was talking with someone uh, at practice, and uh, he said Dalton is around 330, 340, uh, and, he, and he is about 6'7", I would say, but he just carries it so well. Uh, And same for Marcus Bryan, who's now up to 305, and he honestly could probably end up finishing his SMU career probably around that 315, 320 range. And I don't think anybody would blink, quite frankly. Um, As far as the freshmen go, I think Jaden Jones and Jalen Samuels, for me, are are two that really jump off the page. Um, I saw Jaden Jones uh, play in high school. And he is just, you could tell, I, I'm not sure I'll be able to talk with him. I got word that we we're actually, we're actually going to be able to talk with true freshmen this year. And I, I think part of that is a credit to NIL uh, being approved, quite frankly. And Jaden, I, I could just tell he's really taken to the weight room. He's bulked up. You could tell he you know, isn't playing basketball anymore. He's focused on football, um, which basketball players often are, in, in high school at least, are kind of tough gainers because they're running so much. Uh, But he really looks the part. He looks like he's been here two years, quite honestly, Uh, coming off the edge. He bends really well. Brandon Crosley is another uh, player that I think is bulked up. He's never going to be a really thick dude, um, but he really looks like he's taking to the weight room, put some weight on. Um, I I feel like you look at Kiki Burns, he's more bulked up for the linebacker position. Uh, And then the, the rest of the freshmen, I think Brandon Epton, and I saw Brandon Epton going into his senior year, uh, at a camp, and he really looked the part physically already. But you could tell, again, really bought into the summer weight program, and and that was that's kind of been the overarching takeaway on the freshmen kind of transitioning to them is that they've bought in, they're they're competitive, they're physical. Um, I look at Isaiah and who's who's pushing for starting time. I think um, from what Sonny Dykes has said and just what I've seen on the field, he physically looks uh, just awesome uh you know he, he he really is bulked up uh especially in his lower body that that's kind of been uh, one of the things that you know I, I think he needed to bulk up uh get stronger so he can be faster uh, and he's done that he's breaking into the rotation already you know i look at uh the the entire freshman defensive line group i mentioned jaden jones earlier but uh stone eb really looks the part uh, jalen samuels has bought in you can also tell he's not playing basketball anymore um, he, he just, I mean, he looks like a grown man. They're really excited about him. They think he can break through potentially and give them something this year. And, and he's still pretty raw, you know, only been playing football, I think, a year, a full year, uh, or at least been on varsity for, for was, was on varsity for a year, maybe two uh, or a year and a half. So I, I think the freshman class and just from talking with people within the program, they really feel like they're going to hit on the majority of these guys uh, just from a standpoint of they're going to bring something to the table, whether that be uh, being a really good special teamer or being instant impact and impact players throughout their career, which is what you want. I mean, honestly, you know, not, not everybody's going to be end up being a starter, most likely, or a starter for their entire career. But uh, that is... Um, you know, the, the the best thing that you can hear early on. And and there's optimism, you know, we're only a week into camp. Um, but I, I do feel like this class that they put together is a really competitive group. They're wired really well. You know, Travion Sneed's really physical. Um, saw him pop some uh, people in some special teams drill this, this drills this week, which matches up to what we saw in high school. Um, you know, they just really... Uh, have a group that physically looks as good of a freshman class as I've seen in a while. Uh, So shout out to the freshmen. And then, of course, everybody wants to know about the quarterback competition. And I do think we're seeing a separation with Tanner Mordecai and Preston Stone kind of separating themselves a little bit from Derek Green. Just from what I've seen in practice so far, uh, that's how I see it. I think Tanner Mordecai is going to be the SMU starting quarterback week one. Preston Stone is giving him everything he can handle in this competition, and there's a lot of people that are even surprised by Preston Stone and just how well he's adapted to the game. Uh, granted, it's it's practices, it's spring football, it's fall camp, but so far uh, he looks at least comfortable and 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 doesn't look out of place by any means. Knows where to go with the ball, I think, and, and gets it out fairly quickly. There are moments where he's a freshman and uh, there are uh, situations where he tries to do too much. That's kind of part of Preston's game from high school. He extends plays, he makes plays, he's a playmaker, he takes some risks, but overall, it looks the part. And I think that's uh, what stands out to me about him. Uh, Tanner Mordecai has, has um, provided you know, that ability to throw the deep ball, which they want to do. He's He's been... Uh, Able to extend plays. You know, one thing that's kind of different, I think, in fall camp so far is they're not running the quarterbacks on designed runs so far. And I think part of that is because they know what they have in that respect. Um, Because in the spring, it was a big, it was a big thing. I mean, if you were out there practice, you could see the zone read, you could see some of the quarterback runs uh, that they had in there. And maybe that comes with fall camp, you know, opening up a little bit and being in pads and all those things. But Tanner Mordecai has been able to throw the ball fairly well. I think all the quarterbacks need to work on their consistency. And Sonny Dykes kind of alluded to that uh, when we spoke with him on uh, Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday after practice ended. But, um, you know, I do think with the skill positions that this offense has and the talent, at least at the quarterback position, they're going to be more than okay offensively. Uh, And the offensive line is working itself out. There's competition up and down that group. I think Jalen Thomas has secured his left ta- left guard spot. I think Justin Osborne has secured the right tackle spot, You know, but there's still competition uh, among the left tackle, center, right guard spots. And I'm really impressed with the veterans of that group so far because they've fended off these younger players that have gotten a lot of buzz. And now, who knows what the actual depth chart would look like if they had to play a game tomorrow. There could be those younger guys still taking those spots. Um, but that was kind of a lot of the buzz that I heard leaving spring is that this offensive line could look very different. Um, so a lot of credit goes to the veterans putting in the work over the summer to to at least, um, you know, so far, I think, have a really, really good showing in fall camp. And I'm not going to spend too much time on the wideouts uh, just because I think, you know, in terms of starting group, SMU knows what it's got. But Jordan Curley has looked really good. Um, he's made a lot of plays. He has gotten open. And uh, I think that's going to be huge. You know, he, he is showing the ability to make game-breaking plays and that's a boost for this offense and allowing them to you know maybe rotate a little bit more at the wide receiver position and keep guys fresh and then running back wise you look at uh, Ulysses Bentley I mentioned earlier physically looks bigger Trey Siggers out of North Texas uh, via Duncanville is uh, a transfer that is really impressed right away and from his maturity uh, his experience he brings something to the room that was needed, and I think he's going to be a key guy in that rotation. Tyler Levine looks good. Uh, Zane Miners is a is a walk on who was committed to Texas uh, and ends up flipping his walk on commitment to SMU, and he's been doing well out of Austin Westlake. Um, you know they, they just have a group in there that that is uh, you know really showing some depth, some talent, and if the offensive line continues to develop, I think the the running backs are going to be better. And this offense is is looking good. You know, I, I think there there are still some questions. How does how do the quarterbacks do in the line of fire in games? But you know, that question will get answered uh, I think fairly quickly, although they're opening up with Abilene Christian. And here's why as we transition to, to the defensive side of the ball, SMU's defense is going to be more aggressive this year from at least what I'm seeing. Jim Levitt's defense, he brings the heat. They bring guys from different directions they have a rotation on the defensive line you can tell it's deep and then they'll bring guys off the edge they'll bring guys up the middle they bring they're not afraid to bring the safety and i think that'll all develop uh, you know when we see them play in games as far as what their blitz packages look like but they're getting some pressure and i and and it's and it's generated pressure it's it's not it's not rushing 3 and and getting through uh, that much that i've seen it's being able to Dial up a blitz that that just is creative and and gives the offense trouble at times. They picked it up, and the quarterbacks are doing a good job of, of knowing where to go with the ball for the most part in their in their hot reads and things like that uh, to get it out. But there's pressure, and it looks like a little bit of havoc. And I think that's going to be something to watch as SMU's defense unfolds: is how aggressive they are, how how do they turn guys loose um, as the season goes along, as they get into you know your your tougher games. Uh, later in the year and, and you know after the first uh, game or two, how that looks. And I think they're going to be able to do that because their cornerback room is really starting to be solidified. I look at Jahari Rogers, who came over from Florida. He looks like he's ready to start. Bryce McMorris, a freshman, I think is making a push to start. Brandon Crosley is a starter. And you've got Brian Massey and Armani Johnson there too. And Armani Johnson is a starter. Brian Massey has played a bunch of different positions in camp. That's just a group that they can rotate, and that's the first time I feel like we've been able to say that covering SMU. You know, they had Armani Johnson, they had Brandon Stevens last year. Uh, Brandon Crosley stepped up and 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 came off the bench really and, and provided a spark, especially early in the year with that group. But now I see a group that is talented, physical, uh, can make plays, and is running with these receivers, which is kind of wild to think about when you've got the speed of Danny Gray, Reggie Robertson. Uh, Jordan Curley, Rasheed Rice. I mean, they're 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 right there, and so we'll see. Obviously, they've got to still make plays on the ball and things like that, and the wide receivers have won their share, and you know the corners have made it difficult on on them at times, you know, too. But uh, it's a group that's allowing this defense to play more aggressive, at least in camp, and so I, I think that um, the cornerback room has probably been the the most important thing that's happened so far in camp for SMU and and the group that they have in there is, is really um, as impressive as I've seen uh, probably since Sterling Moore and Richard Crawford were running around back there. And, you know, they also had Ryan Smith and Chris Banjo at safety and and that's probably a better safety group than SMU's had, uh, you know, for the most part since then. Um, So I'm really impressed with the corner room. I think that's going to allow the defense to really do some things that, um, Jim Levitt wants to do. Uh, that's kind of the standout group to me so far defensively. I think the linebacker room once they add uh, Isaac Slade, uh, Mat- Matatutia, Um Sorry, I need to you know have that one ready to go when I when I record these pods. But um, you know he's somebody that's going to come in from from uh, Oregon and and really um, you know I think bring a, a veteran mentality, somebody that knows the the defense that Jim Leavitt wants to run. Uh, he is uh, going to be at SMU shortly. And another transfer that was added that we haven't really talked about is, uh, is uh, Stefan uh, Wright out of Arizona state, another former four-star prospect, big body who uh, they feel like is going to provide uh, depth and, and talent in that group as well. Uh, they're going to wait on they're, they're waiting on word, whether he'll be eligible right away, um, you know, but he's another one that another four-star prospect SMU was able to get in, get on campus, uh and now has him in fall camp and and getting him to uh you know have those reps and and get back uh to to you know playing the way he can when he's healthy. That's that's the biggest key. I've I've heard he's as healthy as he's been, which is a good thing so they got to keep him that way. Uh but again, in that defensive line room when you've got Elijah Chapman, um you know, uh Terrence Newman, uh, Junior Ajo, Devere Levelston, uh, Will Jones, uh, and then you add in Aaron Smith who moved over from the offensive line who really looks the part physically for that position, has to put it together eventually. And you have Kadarius Smith as a depth guy there who also moved over from offensive line in the spring. They just have some depth on the defensive line as well that that is really standing out to me as well. So I think the biggest takeaway is the depth of this team. Right now, there's competition. Uh, there, there is, uh, going to be some difficult decisions coming from the SMU staff when they put together that travel squad, for example, that they're, uh, working on a mock travel squad, uh, on Thursday. But, you know, overall, it's, if you haven't gotten a chance to get out there and watch them, uh, it's a, it's a really, really good group. Um, and, and you can tell they're really settled in and dialed in to the, um, to the, uh, to the culture, to the uh, demands from the coaching staff, uh, the way they want it to look. I think it's been um, it's been a really fun fall camp. You know, there are questions that we're going to see answered relatively quickly. You know, the safety position is still a question mark for me. They've had some guys nicked up there, uh, but you know, it's a team that has a lot of experience. I think that's key, and it's it's got to it's got to come together on the field. You know, we talked about finishing over the off season and the spring and, 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 you know, November is what matters. And this team hasn't put it together in November just yet under Sonny Dykes, but it's uh, got the depth. It's got the talent. I do think it has the leadership and experience to do it. It obviously has to come together so we can talk about it all all day, but obviously they've got to show it come November because you look at this team. I, I do think it's got the potential to be a 10 win team. I look at the schedule. It, it, it's pretty good. Uh, for that to work out if they get the play from the quarterback position they're going to be really 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 good offensively again and then defensively Jim Levitt's led a lot of you know year one turnarounds and you know led a lot of improvements and with the corner room he's got some things to work with that that can allow him to be aggressive uh and and get after opposing offenses and you know they can find a pass rusher too they've got guys like Gary Wiley um you know, Turner Cox is playing an outside linebacker spot. Uh, Jaden Jones is really impressed. And uh, Kiki Burns coming off the edge too at times. Uh, if they can generate some pass rush, just rushing four at times, that'll be important. Uh, but overall, I mean, I've been been really impressed. Um, I think the kicking game is a question mark. They, that's got to be settled. I know they brought, brought in Blake Maza, and things are different in game situations, but, you know, want to see more out of the kicking game in fall camp. Uh, But this is a team that has depth on special teams, depth overall. That's what stands out the most so far in fall camp for me. And uh, it's going to be important come season because it's going to be a long season. It's not an easy kind of slate in a way. You know, you open up with Abilene Christian, you got North Texas, you got uh, a trip to uh, Louisiana Tech, got a uh, game against TCU, obviously, and then the conference schedule is tough, too. But I do think the schedule sets up fairly well for them. Uh, and it's just all going to come down to November. I mean, quite honestly, you know, the trip to Cincinnati, uh, they got Tulsa, uh, they got Memphis. It's, um, it's going to be a schedule that is, uh, you know, all the focus is going to be on the back half. But they got to get there. They've got to um, be able to, uh, you know, not take their eye off the ball, uh, so to speak. And, and if they can prove that, you know, this team has a chance to win the AAC, which is what we were looking at when we were predicting this team, you know, in going into 2019 and going into 2020 to an extent. So full off season, been really impressed with the, the uh, physicality and, and how the group looks uh, just from a physical standpoint. And there's com- competition. They seem close. Uh, all the things you want to see, uh, we're seeing so far a weekend to fall camp uh, as, as things come along and, and positions and uh, starting jobs start to be Decided, they'll be able to start working a little bit more on, you know, planning for for their you know opponents and uh developing even more chemistry and timing and things like that. But overall, I've just been really impressed, and you know, I think if you're an SMU fan, you should be excited about this season. So, want to share my initial impress- impressions with you. There's more on Pony Stampede. We've had more subscribers uh, come as fall camp has uh, uh, gotten going, thanks to Liam Fitzgibbon, our new. Uh, Staff writer who held the fort down while I was on vacation in Paso Roble, if you haven't been out there, is unbelievable. Um, but uh, he did a great job in the first few days of camp, getting everybody caught up to speed with notebooks and uh, Sunny Dykes press conference and things like that. So he's going to be continuing to be around. So just more content for you guys. The season is uh, three weeks away come Saturday. So uh, get excited and, and uh, you know tell your friends if they're not subscribing to Pony Stampede, they should um, – you know, do that ASAP before fall camp ends so they can be caught up to date before SMU takes the field September 4th against Abilene Christian. So with that, going to shut down this edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. I wanted to thank you guys for listening, and we'll be back at it Friday morning, Saturday morning, Sunday morning uh, with practice and uh, notebooks and and player interviews and all that. So we've gotten some really good stuff, so be on the lookout for that on the site. So thanks for listening to this edition of the pod, and we'll catch you next week.